Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for an RFR conversation, and I cannot wait to release to you tonight mine and swag Jeff's conversation with the one and only Will Compton. It was an absolute blast talking to this guy. Number 51, linebacker for the Oakland Raiders, former Washington Redskin, New Orleans Saint, of course, Tennessee Titan, played at the University of Nebraska. But not only is he just a freaking kick-ass football player, but the guy has one of the best podcasts out there. Uh, Him and left tackle for the Tennessee Titans, Taylor Lewan, have uh, the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. You can find it on the Barstool Sports Podcast Network. And uh, if you haven't heard it yet, definitely check it out. Raider Nation, you won't be uh, disappointed. They've had Darren Waller. They've had Derek Carr. They've had Max Crosby and a litany of other guests, and uh, in which we'll get to some of that in the, in the interview. But an absolute blast of a guy and uh, could not be more thankful and especially could not be more thankful to you, the RFR listeners, and the ones that have taken up our back uh, on social media and got Will's attention and, uh, and really uh, drove him to uh, connect with us. And uh, we really had an absolute blast talking to him and uh, I want to give you lots of props for, for helping helping us make that happen Raider Nation this is one of the uh, the better player interviews if not the best player interview uh, that we've ever been a part of and just an overall great dude and great guest so uh, many thanks to you many thanks to Will and without further ado let's get it or as Will would say let's fucking go What's up, dudes? What up, bro? I feel like I know you fucking guys right now. <laughs> it's Felix Mutual, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you on, man. Thank you for joining uh, us. Yeah, no problem. Number one, I want to apologize for Max Crosby. Um, <laughs> I, res- 
I respect the meme game. There was a second to where I was a little tight. I was like, I'm going to fucking get to it. But I, hey, I got to respect the perseverance, man. And I'm just glad oh, yeah. we're here now. We're here now. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. Right on. Well, can't, you can't appreciate you enough for joining us, man. When we first got locked in, not only obviously you being a Raider, but then you being local, a lot of our listeners were like, hey, man, this guy's local. And you guys are there local, too, because we live in the borough, man. We're like. 30 miles away from you and so they're like you guys need to read or we need to get hooked up with will and so our listeners like they were the ones that originally came up with the idea and like ran at you on twitter and so then that's when you agreed to do the show with us we were like awesome man and we were like celebrating all of our listeners were all fired up and then a week later you are on cody's show and i'm like cody what the yeah. fuck man <laughs> <laughs> cody you fucker <laughs> what happened what what happened with that is you guys actually did the uh, maybe Cody email. I'm not sure. You guys emailed me, which I, you know, I'm a fan of. I want to say Co- Cody might have tweeted me one time, and he just it was like right moment, right time type of thing. Oh, right on. And it's like, all right, yeah. And then Cody had reached out saying like, hey, mind going on uh, Jeff's podcast? I was like, oh, I think I have an email from him. And that's when everything kind of started. And then you guys just started getting after me. Rightfully so. Like, you saw what I was doing to Max out there. And it's just a taste of my own medicine. That's all that yeah, is. Absolutely. I got to learn. I got to learn to take that, dude. Oh, man. We've had so much fun with it, man. And we've, we've actually become really uh, good friends with Cody over all this and everything, man. It's been so much because we didn't really know Cody much before then. And a lot of people were like, man, Cody's stealing your guests. I'm like, what are you talking about? So Cody and I spoke and I'm like, what's up with this whole thing with Compton, man? And he was like, gosh, I didn't even know. And so that, yeah, so we've linked up with Cody and now he's been on our show a bunch of times and I've, we've been on his and like draft day and like, it's been really cool, man. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. We yeah, how- and we bust his balls too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I, I respect it. He's always out there like Jon Snow, that give a Jon Snow with the sword, battle in the back. <laughs> Tweet something about Derek Carr just trying to get everybody around. I'm a... I freaking love D car, bro. He came on, he came on quarantine with the boys. We were like, oh, dude, he's great. we were quarantined. He's just, he's so fun to be around when we were, when we were there. Like I remember when I signed and you know, you're a new guy. So you're kind of trying to like, figure everything out, find your way around, like, you know, getting around teammates, but not really knowing how to approach, like being in a new locker room. It's like, yo, this, this is their team. How am I going to you know fit in? We're midway through. And Derek was like rolling out one day and he like, like introduced himself to me. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I know who you are. And uh, he's like, dude, my, uh, my, he either said his brothers or cousins were so hyped when they signed me. He was like, because they're just huge fans of your last name. They're like, oh, hey, yeah. Target acquired. We got Will Compton. And I'm like, laughing right. with them. I'm like, I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, man, my, my family's a big fan. I was like, let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> right on. But he was one of my first friends I met there. He, he's just, he's been awesome. We had talked a lot about it, like uh, with other Raider podcasters, guys from the Pillaging podcast. They were like, a freaking Raiders jersey with Compton on the back is going to sell all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, fact- oh, dude, I wanted my own jersey. I was like, oh, this is going to be so sick. Have a yeah. black Oakland Raiders jersey that no one will be able to take away from me, dude. We got, and me and Swago, we ordered ours this week, man. We're going to be repping Hell 51. Yeah, we did. We're going to on the go. show. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So, you guys are both in Murfreesboro? Yeah, man. Yeah. We live, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm from the Bay Area originally, and uh, Jeff was born in New York and lived in San Diego, so we've kind of been all over the place, but yeah, we brought a Raider fandom out here with us man and and i've been in the i've been here murfreesboro for like 20 years but yeah man huge raider fans and and we do the show and right we have a studio right here in my bonus room at my house yeah oh that's crazy that's awesome dude (laughs) that's fun man so yeah so when we when we found out about your show of course you know we knew who you were with the titans and stuff because we keep up we're just football fans in general 
And so then, yeah. but then when you start, guys started bussing, like it was like, holy shit, like these guys are fucking great, man. Like you guys are so yeah. funny. And like we so just freaking love because we're podcast junkies too. Like we're football junkies, but we're podcast junkies. And your guys' podcast Same. just freaking crushes, dude. Like it's so funny. Oh, oh, I appreciate it. We were uh nervous as hell to do it because I think uh last point at that point last year, I want to say we were like first active, we're like the first active players to kind of do a podcast like that kind of like put yourself out there. You know, I want to say Kirk Cousins and Russell might do podcasts under their team umbrella, I believe. And I think the McCourtney twins have a podcast now, but with nobody is like kind of uh, setting it up for you. Like we, you know, I'm out purchasing everything, furniture, equipment, Taylor and the bus, like we're doing all these things on our own. And you guys, you know, it's like you kind of take it lightly, like all we need is some podcast equipment. You know, we'll have a podcast, right? But as you guys know, like, yo, it's a, it's some work having like a little yeah, podcast yeah. gig going on. A lot on. more than that, yeah. Yes, dude. And uh, so, you know, we kind of just dove in, dude. And we wanted to basically pick her like, we wanted, to, we wanted it to be like you walk in the locker room, put your gear on, but you don't go out and play football. You just pull out some beer. And you talk shop in the locker room. And that's kind of the vibe we wanted to have with it because, you know, we have access to players and we have all these insightful conversations and conversations where we're not constantly talking about football 24-7 and game planning to where you're in the sauna, the steam room, the cold tubs, and you're having these conversations about business, what's going on, funny stuff, like all this stuff that you hear us talk about. And it's like, yo, let's get that stuff behind a mic and it'd be cool. Let's see what happens. And it's, it's done what it's done. So it's been a lot of fun, dude. And that's, what's so cool about it is that, you know, being football junkies and like, like we love like hard knocks and all the behind the scenes things. And like, you know, there's so much of the human element that gets lost on like game day and stuff like where we really don't, you know, you guys are wearing, of course it's the best uniform in football, but you're under helmets and you're behind big pads and everything. And like seeing like hard knocks and things like that really gives us a good insight or like all or nothing is a great show. Like I love that one. And so that's what was so cool about your podcast. It reminded me of that. It was raw and you, guys were getting raw responses from like i mean obviously your interview with Vrabel is epic but like Jalen yeah. ramsey and like all these like guys that you're getting in there and you're getting this like unfiltered rawness because no one's polished up like for an interview and so i think that's what's so unique about what you guys did and, and then especially as raider fans we we're just like dude just like eating it up man like it's oh, great all on it. hell yeah dude you're a hey, you're got the fan base the raider fan base is second to none dude it, I mean, it's just crazy following all you guys and seeing just all the interaction constantly about Raider stuff going on. And it's uh, it, it was fun to be part of. I'm talking like fans outside of our facility every day, like no matter what day it was, like crowd, like small crowds sitting outside wanting autographs from everybody driving by at any. Yeah. Well, and you were saying one of your I think your podcast with Waller, you were talking about like the same guys are coming to you every day and you're like who uh, yeah. is this for today that's for my fucking dog man no, or, <laughs> dude bro yeah on, yeah <laughs> like so you know just 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 like with anything and you know like with podcasting or having a mic you have like moments to say certain things so you don't want a moment to get out of context when you're just say i'm talking with darren about like sometimes it'd be annoying and you don't want to meet in any way other than like everyone has their moments throughout their day when they have long days or they're just going about their work and when you walk, when you walk out the facility, and me, I had to walk over the extense day, which I'm sure you guys have followed that stuff too. But I'm just walking across to the hotel every day, and you know, people were like, "Hey, Will and Compton, the boys, and stuff like that." And you're always like ready to wave and sign stuff, and 
you know, there's just certain days when you're just, it's just a long day. And it's like some of the same people that are standing out there with, with stuff, you know what I mean? That, that they want you to sign your mind. Like you kind of learn college or rookie and stuff that, you know, people have a bunch of stuff. You'll ask them what their name is. Like, Hey, what's your name? Cause you'll say two so-and-so. Cause there'll be people that's trying to sell stuff. And that's oh, just yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. Like nothing wrong with it. I respect the hustle, but it is what it is. And I'm on your game plan when I see you every day and you come up to me with something different. You're like, Hey, come on, man, you mind sign this? And I remember, I forget who it was. I was like, yo, haven't I signed something for you like every day this week? And it was just with that kind of face too, there was just something I was like in a bad mood. He's like, oh, this is for my boss, man. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it is. I grab it and sign it. Oh, you go. He's like, oh, I appreciate you so much. And you know, I wish I wasn't like an asshole to him, but there's just those like tipping points where it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, yeah. You, how many autographs do you need? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like I'm, I'm a freaking Derek Carr who's currently on the Raiders and you're dying for his autograph and you came all the way from across the country. You know what I mean? Not like I'm Joe Montana or Michael Jordan <laughs> walking across. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how many Will Compton autographs do you need, dude? They need to have one in the bathroom and in the dining room and in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and all that. And then that next week, he's like, hey, my boss was really stoked you signed that form. I, I bet he fucking was. Bet That's he- all I thought <laughs> in my head. I bet he yeah. was. Yeah. I bet he was on eBay when he sold that shit or whatever. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah. hey, if one of these days, man, we ever cross uh, space, man, we'd love to get you to sign one of our jerseys we're going to get. And I'm going to tell you this, though, and I'll tell you this on the podcast. We'll auction it off for tornado relief. Like, because we thought about oh, that. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Because I know that That'd like, because awesome. yeah, somebody in Raider Nation will want that and we'll, we'll auction the sucker off because we raise money. One of the things we do with our podcast is that, um, you know, when we had an opportunity a couple years ago, we realized we could start generating revenue with this thing. And this is not our full-time job. This is our, this is a hobby we do. It's a, it's a play not thing for us. Yet. It's a, not yet, boys. Right, there you go. Hey, that's right. But it's a, it's that's a, right. It's a passion for us. So, <laughs> so what we do is that any of the money we make on ads or is merch sales, any of that, we give it all away. Way. So last year we gave money to the Blitnikoff Foundation. This year we're giving money to the Stabler XO Foundation. And then, yeah, dude, one of these days, man, if you, if you would sign a jersey, we'll donate it all, all the proceeds to Tornado Relief, man. And so that oh, said, yeah, I want to ask awesome. you about how did that impact you, man? Are you are you all good? I mean, we went from a freaking tornado <laughs> to a goddamn pandemic, man, in like a period of a month. Dude, I know. And just most recently, that power outage from just a thunderstorm. There's oh, over 100,000 yeah. people without yeah. power. Yes. And I was like, yo, Nashville is like the toughest city in 2020, dude. Fortunately for us, yeah, we didn't get affected by either one. The storm, the power outage, we were more surprised than anything because it was like, we're kind of on top of a hill. We're over in West Nashville and we're kind of on the top of a hill. It's just blowing everywhere. Power lines going down and everything. And we kept power for whatever reason. But the tornado um, that night, man, I want to say we woke up around 1 a.m. Here, the alarms went off. You kind of hear our, our deck furniture moving around. A lightning outside and it's crazy because after like three minutes it just went calm like tornadoes are so eerie dude. oh yeah but the damage that the city took man it's just it's unreal you know i, I wasn't here when the flood happened when was that back in 2000 like 2010, 2010 yeah. yeah 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 and so we've i've heard stories about you know how the city kind of responds and stuff like that and just seeing everybody come together in the whole city of nashville like when something happens it's like when when one person gets wronged or like an incident like that happens, like the entire city like rallies around each other. So fortunately, we didn't get affected by it. But man, Nashville took a lot of damage, took a lot of damage on the tornadoes. And then I know people are still trying to get power back right now from the power outage like a week, week and a half ago. 
So yeah. what? So what do you do at this time? So you got. So we go from the tornado, right? And then I said, mentioned the pandemic. So everyone's on lockdown. But you guys are like, it's your off season, right? Like you would be doing your uh, like OTAs or whatever it may be, your rookie camps. I know you wouldn't be in a rookie camp, but my point being though is that like, what are you doing right now to like stay in shape for the season, right? Because you're you get ready. Uh, well, like a lot of stuff, man. We had to be creative. So the year I came to the Titans, the strength coach at Vanderbilt, his name's James James Dobson, Coach Dobson. Shout out, Coach Dob, dude. He was what, do you get free shout-outs on Raiders Fan Radio? Free sh- yeah, you hey, get free some- shout-outs to the boys, man. <laughs> Boy, the boys get shout-outs. Brands don't. So okay, if I think okay. busting with the boys, no free shout-outs. That's, <laughs> okay. The brand doesn't get a free shout-out. The boys do, though. Okay. So the staff that is with Vanderbilt Strength staff, they were my staff for five years, all five years in Nebraska. So the year I came to Nashville for Tennessee, it was like, it was perfect because I had a strength staff I could go to and get and work out with. I'm working out with the young bucks again, college kids. I get to use the Vanderbilt uh, weight room, their facility, uh, Coach Mason. They were they've been great to me. But when this all happened and everything got shut down, you know, where can you go to work out? Basically, what I've done is the first couple of weeks when everything was really up in the air and it was just stay at home in Nashville. You know, like it's just cloudy and rainy here like spurts where it's just dark all the time. So it kind of feels like there's a pandemic going on. I would do on some of these hills, I just walk out to the front, the pavement, in the front, the road, in the front, just run my hills on the concrete, do my speed workouts on the concrete. I would do body weight workouts and some equipment I have at the house. Uh, now I go to my to coach Hobson's house a couple times a week. He lets me use his garage. He's got a setup in his garage. Doesn't let me come inside. Um, <laughs> but he lets me utilize his weight room down there. And that's in uh, Franklin, the Franklin area. So I'll commute down there about 30 minutes a few times a week. And then other than that, I will do, I'll use my hill and the pavement out in front or find a field nearby, but stuff like that. I do that. And then I just work on the podcast, man, stuff off the field. That's awesome. So, so the podcast, so you've been doing it for a long time and you pretty much now you're picking and choose who you can have. It's putting it on Twitter you know, Hey, who should we have next? And then like <laughs> two f-ing days later, you got them. And so, so, I mean, did you ever think the podcast was going to blow up the way that it did? No. I mean, when I wanted to do it, it was kind of an idea I had since being on the Redskins. And I like you guys, big podcast junkie, Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, Chris D'Elia, Fighting the Kid, Ben Greenfield Fitness, like stuff that's comedy, introspective, humor, all of it. I'm I'm a junkie too. And I remember when I was a Redskin, I wrote in my uh, journal that I was going to have one of the first podcasts by an active player in the NFL and slash coach. That time I also wanted to be a coach. Still might, never know. But I had said, I had wrote that down. I said, it's going to have a million downloads. And I never got around to doing the pod because there's always that part of you that's like nervous to get vulnerable like that and put yourself out there, especially when you're, you're, you know, you can, I have a podcast and one bad play on the field, somebody can grab that play and and shame me for doing anything other than studying football or making a tackle. Yes. And so there's a side of you that's like fearful to do something like that. So it was kind of, I was nearing the end of my, uh, my Titan year. And I'm not sure if you read my blogs, but I'm sitting there like wondering what I'm going to do. I'm starting to get nervous about, okay, this could be the end for me. And I'm going to start to figure this out. Like, I think I'm going to go in with this podcast because nobody's done. I had a couple teammates like, yo comp, you should do the podcast. Like that would be dope. It's kind of like, that's what I needed for my peers to know, yo, I need to go do this thing and stop waiting around and being scared of whatever it is I'm thinking in my head and just do it. And I remember doing a radio show and um, like December or something. 
And Taylor called me. He's like, hey, so you're going to do this pod, huh? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, let's do it. I'll do it with you. And it was kind of like, oh, thank God. You have your boy with you, one of your best friends. And, you know, it kind of takes pressure off a little bit that you have somebody to do it with you. So you're not just solo yeah. on your own. But that was kind of how the idea came about. And that uh, we we started it. We backlog episodes in like May and uh, June and kind of scrambled around, fly by the seat of our pants a shitload. And, uh, dude, we just made it happen, man. I, I, we, for whatever reason, we just made that shit happen. Like one week we did about 12 to 15 episodes on the bus, 90 something degree weather, July in fucking Nashville, AC, one unit AC in the bus, like generator sitting outside that you can't trust all the time. And we're banging out 12 to 15 in one week. And it was the most stressful week ever because we decided like, I was talking to Pat McAfee on the phone and he, he kind of mentored me through some stuff. And he's like, Hey, if there's one thing you want to do, it's be consistent. Like if you're going to go one week, do one a week. Yes, you don't need to do yeah. more than that. You need to do, like, if you guys can figure out a way to do one week throughout the year, who cares what people think? Like just do it. So, yeah. you know, we are kind of like, we're really, we went from, we're going to do it up until season. To, all right, let's get it all the way through season and figure out how to do it. Dude. It's just, it just did what it did, man. Brable said he yeah. cut his dick off. We had some funny conversations <laughs> and, uh, People grabbed it. Like Delaney was our first one. I want to say pro football talk and people started writing about it right away. And we were like, yo, like we might have something pretty fucking cool as long as we keep at it, stay consistent and see yeah. what happens. And now we're here, man. Like we've joined with Barstool and it's, it's been nuts, dude. No, I would yeah. not have thought we'd be this far right now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You're, it's money, dude. It's so awesome. And it's cool. I mean, obviously having your boy there with you makes it so much easier and stuff. And that's kind of, kind of how me and Murph are, you know, we're best friends in real life. And so it just, it just makes it easier, man. It just, you flow better and you have more fun and you know, you feed off of each other a little bit. And so, so you can get anyone you want on the show pretty much at this point. So a question that I had for you was if you had to choose either a current or former NFL player in any time, who would you bring to the bus? Oh, that's a good question. Cause the ultimate, the ultimate goal is getting Joe Rogan to sit on the bus and oh, do a podcast. Nice. Oh, bus, nice. Bus with the boys. Man, that's a good question. Current or former player, do they have to be living? No. No. Oh, I would probably Walter Payton. He'd probably be he'd probably be the person I would have on the bus if I could if I could have had anybody on the bus player wise, like who I was most fascinated with through work ethic and everything he was about. Um, it was Walter Payton. He would have he would have been he would have been the one that I would have wanted to get on. That's, That's legit, so awesome. Man. So, hey, you mentioned some of the other endeavors that, with the podcast, and you mentioned the blog. Talk about that. You just recently put out uh, the latest edition of that. It was awesome, man. It really gave a like, just like the podcast does, gave a cool insight to what it's like for yes. you know for for guys like you, for veterans. You were at a at a potential crossroads of your career. You were you didn't you had uncertainty in it, and and I want to hear you talk about it more than me. But like. Kind of tell first off, tell everybody where they can find that, and then and then tell us about that about your uh, about your, your blog and your experience in there. Yeah, so with quarantine, like uh, I remember when we got on with Barstool and they were kind of talking to me about stuff that we could do, or hey, Will, if you ever want to blog, like blog, you should you should blog. If you want to do this, go do that. Like do whatever you want and just let us know what you're gonna do, and then so that way we can help facilitate whatever you're trying to do. So when we were quarantined, I was like, Fuck it, I guess I'll try blogging. Like I might as well try it. Like people seem to laugh at my the way I text sometimes and converse through just everything, like Twitter and all that stuff. So I'm like, let me try to hone in on this style, even though I hate like writing and reading and doing all that stuff. I'll like force myself to do it. So like, let me try to put this style in the blog form and talk about some stuff that, you know, that I'm comfortable talking about now that, you know, I've kind of 
got past a, like this vulnerable line with myself. And it's kind of the same thing. You write a blog and you've read the same story over and over and over. And like, God bless my fiance. She helps me with grammar. She helps me with punctuality of everything, everything, all that stuff, structure, the way it's worded. Like sometimes she'll give me a different word to use. You read it over and over and you're like, man, I hope people vibe with this. Like you just have no idea. It's like, all right, am I, am I making myself look like I'm too much of a victim here? Do I like a bitch? Do I sound too into myself? Do I do this? Like you're trying to find all these weird balances. So I just started writing about my experiences with being a free agent and everything else. Because again, like I'm not signed now. So I'm in a similar situation again. So, you know, and now I'm to the point to where I'm comfortable talking about my experiences because I feel um, to myself anyway, like I've proved a lot of my own things that I've wanted to do in this league and even doing it when, you know, oh, shit, I got to go to Oakland and make the team and actually play football now. Now I can't do all this podcasting and stuff anymore. But I just started taking stories and started somewhere like how the whole transition started. There's the most recent one. You can find it on barstoolsports.com. You go to their blogs, you type in, I think it's uh, working man's NFL player is what the series or the couple that they're talking about right now. Um, and I just kind of talk about my journey being a free agent. It kind of starts off with uh, going from Titans to the podcast. And then the next one is like how I went about going about the podcast, getting injured with the saints, going to the Raiders, talking about negotiating with the Raiders, talking about injury stuff, like, just talking about everything. I, I don't know. It's like, I just want to give people that aspect and make people feel like they're on the same journey with me because yeah. if they can see, if they can see me accomplishing, right. Accomplishing these things and they think it's awesome. I want them to see like some of the mental and some of the stuff that goes into it. So then maybe it gives them the courage to, you know, do the same thing. Like, yo, I can talk about this now. Or if a player out there and they're thinking about starting a podcast and they, they start thinking about, about busting with the boys and the thing in their head, I can reach out to Will because he seems like somebody who would help me out if I needed, if I wanted to do something like this. So that's just what I want to do. I want to, I just want to give people access behind like what goes into everything because I, when I was young coming up through it in the NFL, everything that I've tried to go after, I'm always so fascinated with why people get to where they are because I need to figure out what they're doing and implement it into my life. If I'm going to accomplish what I have written down on paper. And now that I'm starting to do those things, I want people to know what I'm doing and what I can go to for my give them the power to go after what they're trying to do. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's so cool, man. And I appreciate you breaking it down like that. Cause again, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic that goes on because as you know, as, as fans and stuff, I don't think that we, we, we definitely don't get that exposure to it. And like you, you've already outplayed the average length of an NFL career. And so you're at such a unique point in your career now where you're, you know, you have these other interests and, and you're wondering, you know, like you're, you're year to year now. And like, but that said, Will, like you balled out last year, dude. Like when we, I mean, when you <laughs> came yeah, up, bro. like before, oh, like man. long before we ever even, so I'm not blowing smoke here, like long before we ever even thought about getting you on the show swago and i were doing a show and we started looking at some numbers and like breaking it down and like when you look at like the amount of tackles you had in the in the nine games that you play with the raiders dude like 
there's only one player, Carl Joseph, who's played in nine games and had more tackles. Like, it's you. Like, you outpaced even Tyre. I mean, like, you had a freaking great year, man. And so, like, yeah. we, we're all about the boy no matter what. We're like, dude, he needs to come back. And now, now I know that the NFL's, like, and, and teams are volatile, and the Raiders have changed so much defensively. And, and I don't know, neither do you, and we, we just don't know how that's going to play out. But, like, I think you still got more game in you, dude, and you're going to end up somewhere, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have uh, – I definitely have some more juice in the tank, and I, I want – I do want to play. Like, some shit just is what it is. However, I'm labeled and saw in whatever light, whatever respect, it just is what it is. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Like, I would have thought the same – I would have thought the same thing. Like, I had a great year, great exit meetings, great conversations. I'm still in talks, but you just don't – you just don't know. You just have no idea. The quarantine's messed a lot of stuff up. There's so many free agents still in the market. You don't know when that second wave of free agency is coming. You have interest, but you don't know where you just don't know what hand somebody's gonna play. And at the end of the day, like it's it's such a business. Like it just doesn't it doesn't matter how you spend in your head. Like if I was young, I would be losing sleep over knowing what I did the back half of last year and not being signed right now, but knowing how the business works and knowing it just f-ing is what it is. Like if whatever hand you get dealt, like make the most of it. So like last year was a similar thought. Last year I chose to be a free agent all the way up until the end of training camp because I knew the year that I had with the Titans ending the back half of the year on IR with the Redskins playing for the Titans. They drafted first round in uh, uh, Rashawn Evans stud. And so you kind of knew what it was. No one got hurt. So I didn't get my chance to play or show any film. I was a special teams guy, had a good year on special teams. But I knew going into the next year, like, okay, you're you're going to turn 30 this year. You, you're an undrafted cat. You don't have a pedigree of, of the high round picks to where you kind of merit, hey, let's take a chance on them. Like, you might still have something left type of thing. You know what I mean? So I knew I was going to be a, a one-year minimum guy. It's just how it works. So I chose, like, I'm going to do these things because I know I can still play linebacker. I know I train my ass off. I know I take care of my body. I know I'm one of the smartest guys in my in my own reality, in my own movie, in my own head. I'm one of the smartest guys in the league. So I knew that somebody was going to get hurt along, and I could be a one-year minimum guy being on a team late in preseason or being on a team midway through the year because somebody's going to get hurt. It's just NFL, 100% injury rate. So I just gambled on, I'm going to tell, I think I told about seven or eight teams no to tryouts or coming in to work out because I didn't want to just put wear and tear on my body on a 90-man roster to make a 53 because I thought I'm just, somebody's going to put me on the 53 because they're like, hey, we need a vet in here right now. When I went with the Saints, it was kind of like the first test. I landed there two or three days before preseason game three, so I had two to three days to prepare. And so I like made it a point to like really be in the playbook and really try to show my ability to learn something and be and get thrown out in the fire without playing football since December of the year before that I could still play. And I did that. Fortunately, in the next game, I was going to like knock more rust off, but I got hurt. You go on the injury settlement, you get picked up to the, Ra- the Raiders midway here. And a situation just worked out where I got on the field and played. And honestly, you know, I exceeded my own expectations, but, um, I had a lot of fun, dude. And now you go into the next year and you're thinking, okay, what could the market look like? Because I actually had a, a hell of a year at the end of the year and I proved that I can go in, I can do this stuff, just have fun and you know, do all my stuff like around the fellas, the team and all that kind of fun shit, the intangible stuff that they always talk about. And uh, you know, 
It just is what it is. I, my guess, your guess is as good as mine about what's going to happen this year. But until then, I have the pod. I have blogging. I have, you know, real estate stuff I get involved in. I, I keep myself very busy to keep my mind off of it. Well, Kwiatkowski, Muse, Littleton, and Compton sounds like a pretty good linebacking core to me, man. That's a good damn room to me. Right? And we know, <laughs> I know, and we know right? Gruden loves you, right, man. Like, I, I love the comment that Gruden had this year about, about being around you, man. He, he's a big fan of Compton. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's funny being around him because I was around his brother Jay for uh, like four oh, years. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. so I, I'm. I know Jay was probably putting in a good word for me when they were trying to do their homework on me. And uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I want to say it was Pittsburgh, 2015 or 16 game one. It was Monday Night Football against Pittsburgh, and I was like the Gruden grinder. So I got to talk with John a lot about some stuff about my background and everything. But I had a little bit of a. Uh, a relationship with them. And then when I got there, I, I told him, I'm like, Hey, your brother Jay hit me up. He just got canned from the Redskins. He wanted to know if he can get an intern gig here with you. And, you know, kind of laughed and we just started off on the right foot. That's awesome, man. Okay. So, so before we wrap up the show, we needed to, uh, we have a question that we always seem to ask people uh, that are a part of our show listeners. We do a Mount Rushmore of Raiders. So what we do, so we spot everyone Al, and then you give the three Raiders. Well, since it's you, we're not going to do Raiders this time. We're going to do the Mount Rushmore of ghosts, but we're going to spot you, Max Crosby. Of oh, of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's your top Touché. three? Touché. So you got Max. Touché. Who's your top three? Ghosts. Now, are we talking horror films now? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever you interpret, ghosts. Dave, Dave Casper, you, anybody. Legendary ghost. That's what I'm saying. Casper's got to be in there. Uh, ghost, man. <laughs> Tell you what, that motherfucker from The Sixth Sense, trapped in that little that little oh, cover. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. dude's terrifying. That dude's terrifying. And then I'll, I'll say, uh, <sighs> who's another just fucking crazy one? You're awful modest not saying number 51. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not. Why would I put myself on top ghosts, man? I don't want to be. I don't want my reputation to be ghosting. I want people to listen to this and be like, you know what? He ghosted, but that that dude, he's yeah, an open that, book. He'll fucking tell you some stories at the end. Yeah, yeah, he'll <laughs> tell you stories. He'll he'll give it to you, right? Man, yeah. I mean, I guess you want to put me on there. Yeah, I'll put you I'll up there and be on the yeah, mountain. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll put you in that shit. <laughs> me, Max Crosby, fucking Six Sense, and Casper. That's a good. That's, that's a good. That's hey, a good we got list. three Raiders up there, man. We'll take it, man. Yeah, All right. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Well, cop, dude, we can't thank you enough, man, for doing this. It's been a lot of fun having you on with us, and uh, and best of luck to you in the off season. And I think it's so cool that, man, like you're at this, you know, you're at this point in your career, like I mentioned earlier, where you you, you know you're starting to transition into other things, and like that's so important, man, to have life after football because you know it's, it, even though you've been playing it since you were a kid and you know through nebraska and and uh, and i don't want to skate over being the star wide receiver at north county high school in missouri but like you know what i mean like you've been playing football your whole <laughs> life within the next few years probably it's likely on to the next thing and so it's so cool that you're taking all this creative outlet from your blogging and your podcast and all that and building life for you man so it's, it's awesome man congratulations on all the success uh- yeah. I appreciate that, man. It, like, it's like we sit and talk, like you spend, like for me personally, I, you spent 23 to go after this dream that you just has kept you up so much because you've wanted to play in the NFL so bad. 
uh, like me personally to be the next Walter Payton obviously didn't work out, but you want to, you want to go to this dream so bad. That's only lasting you seven, eight, however many years I get at this thing. And, you know, knock on wood, hopefully I live till I'm like, you know, at least 60, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hopefully I live like a long life, 80, 90, a hundred, who knows? And yeah. it's like 30 years of your life is so small compared to what is going to happen after this game. And, I'm telling you, it's a real thing when you sit with your mind and stuff starts to wind down and you don't necessarily know exactly what you want to do. You know, you have some skills, but you don't know what you're going to put it toward. Finding the, finding these outlets has been a lot of fun. It's really, it's definitely helped me with my growth and everything, but I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me on. And when, Hey, when season starts, let's just, let's just go hypotheticals real quick. Okay. Let's say I'm a free agent and I haven't been picked up and we're tailgating right? We're doing our bustle with the boys tailgates. You guys are in Nashville. You guys might as well, we might as well try to combine some forces down here. Hey. You guys come to the tailgate. That's where we get the Jersey sign. We combine our fan, you know, we get our fan base going because even though we're predominantly Titans fans, like we try and make it a point to whatever team comes like and visits, like come to the tailgate because it's everybody. If you're for the boys, no matter what color they're wearing, you're part of the fucking boys, dude. That's Fucking what I'm right, talking man. about. Hey, I'm man. all in on that, bro. That's Music, awesome. Music Let's City go, Raider dude. Nation is here, man. We Raider Nation rolls deep everywhere, including here in Middle Tennessee, man. We'll we'll come rolling through there with some silver and black, man. We'd love it. Appreciate that invite and that extension, man. That's that's yes. awesome, Will. That'd be that'd be killer, man. Yeah, man. Dude, you're the best, Will. Hell yeah. Man, appreciate thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Appreciate all the love on Twitter and everything, man. And best of luck to you with everything going forward, man. You you got a you got all of us and our listeners in your corner, man, rooting for you. Yeah, thanks absolutely. a lot. Man. I'm I'm sure I'll see you guys this year. Right on, man. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see me on Twitter probably tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, brother. All right, see you guys. All right, man. See you yeah. well. See you, buddy. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, 
Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.